The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Good morning, guys. Today is Friday, and Derek just joined us just in time. Yeah, right on time, Derek. Nice. Well, the NFL has officially started the NFL season, and last night we got to watch the Eagles against the Falcons. So... How are you guys doing after watching that first game? I was better before I watched it, honestly. Why? Your life was better. Why does everyone say that was a bad game? Because there wasn't any parts. No, because it sucked. There were 25 flags. Well, that's, yeah, that's. So the final score 18 12, Eagles win. And, and the offenses look bad. 25 yeah. flags, NFL MVP, Matt Ryan couldn't hit the broadside of a barn by his standards, at least. Yeah. Um, I just thought it really sucked. Nick yeah. doesn't think Matt Ryan's that good anyway, so. I mean, yeah, I he's he's pretty good. I mean, he, he is pretty good. I don't think he was the MVP of the league. I don't think he should have been MVP of the league that year, but he's pretty good until he gets down to the red zone against the Eagles with the game <laughs> on the line or the season on the line, mm-hmm. and he doesn't he doesn't have – they don't have an answer for that. But, I mean, the Eagles have a really good defense. They, they showed do. again, and I yeah. think the Falcons had a pretty good defense as well, so. That defensive front. Well, those games are, you know, defensive defense. Defensive football does not bother me at all. I I grew up watching the SEC, but 25 flags, barf. Just not good. That's, yeah, that's the NFL. That's what they do. I mean, that's the, they got all these rule changes and they're going to show them too. This whole, whole, I'm going to put my. (laughs) As though it's a player. Like, we got this new, we got these new rules. We got to show you. new rule, but you can't put your body weight on a quarterback. So, yeah, if you do that, penalty. (laughs) Well, one of the things that really upset me the most is this whole catch, non-catch thing. It it is still really, really bothering me, especially the one that happened last night. And I'm sure you guys all agree that was a catch, right? Yes, Julio. A catch and a half. Yes, cost me six points. Mm. Yeah. What are you making that face? No, like, I mean, I, no, I know when you're talking about. So it, it goes back. I just wanted to bring this whole thing. I mean, again, there are key moments to games where obviously a catch can make the game count as far as winning or losing. And the fact that it's so up in the air. And I mean, this catch was still reviewed and it was right. still called off and not catch that's what bothers me the most about it it's one thing i don't expect referees to be so good to where as quick as the game is that they're going to always get the call right in in real time what i do expect though is if we're all sitting at home watching an angle that clearly shows he had possession and control of the ball before his shoulder goes out of bounds and we see this how can you explain to me that the referee couldn't see the same thing? And that's the part that's so frustrating for fans is we now have technology that will show us on television exactly what the referee should be able to see. And when he comes to a different conclusion than the rest of the world, it's like, how, how can you not see that? You know, it's the amazing. Biggest, the biggest problem to me is in both college and pro is because they, they still weigh heavily on what they think they saw initially and then and then uh, 1000% you've got to make sure that that's it's not the same. I think you need to get un, you know under the hood or whatever they do now and just clear out what it was called 
look at it and make the call because because the actual call on the field is actually being determined by what they do because they know they can have a catch all upstairs. Let's just call it a turnover because then that will automatically be reviewed and then we can figure it out. And I actually think the best way to do that is to have an arbitrary person that is a basically a referee that sits in a booth behind a camera. And when he looks at it, he's not looking at it from the standpoint, what was the call? He doesn't care. He's looking at it and saying, I'm watching this objectively for the first time. Here's my assessment, yeah. and here's how it should go, right? And so if you have to go to the booth, this arbitrary person now makes that decision rather than the person who is, who's already made the call having to yeah. reverse themselves. Yeah. Well, hopefully the Cowboys will have a, a better weekend and better referees there at the game. So before we move on and get into the game, I wanted to go over a quick roster move that happened today. Uh, Parker, he was placed on IR, the guard that injured his knee. Yesterday, right? Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday or something. Huh? Yeah, you're not even going to try. Anger? No. <laughs> Parker. Anger? Guard, anger. He's a Parker. Anger. He's Parker and he's As a guard. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are angered by the fact yeah. that they actually traded for a guy who's not playing. Yeah. Right. That so can't, That can't that feel hurts. good. Yes. So now what? Now they got Kadeem <laughs> so Edwards. They, they signed him back on the roster. So as far as that, I mean, that's just going to add depth there and... He's probably going to play, right? I it he was practicing like a guy who was probably going to play. Yeah, I mean he's been here all through training camp. He's got if he plays or he gets in the game, does anything. I mean this is he knows that he's not going to be long for this team because they didn't even want him on the practice squad. Right. Um, but it came down to Friday, and they're like, okay, who can we put in that we knows in shape, knows the team, huh? knows the plays. Ball out? Yeah, I mean, yeah. here's your chance. Play well. Maybe the, you can change their minds here's in a real game. Here's your chance. Okay, so let's quickly go over the inactives that we're expecting to be this weekend obviously travis then xavier xavier woods dayton jones mm -hmm. that's three that's three that have to sit like they yes can't, they, they can't have play. to sit yeah. now who would be the rest on that list i think you'll have a third quarterback i mean mike white yeah one of the quarterbacks uh, probably mike white mike white yes. um you know, one of the tight ends, maybe. Or it, you think it, it came down to the very end of practice that we saw. I mean, the the open part. I was looking at the special team stuff. I didn't see anything. That neither one of them are playing. Schultz or Rico is playing on a lot of special team stuff okay. uh, that we saw. So we couldn't tell there. Not to the very end did they do a little bit of first team, or they, they did a little bit like pat and go type stuff, really, mm -hmm. with Dak and Schultz was out there, and Rico was kind of behind everything. That's the only thing that i could see that would like why would schultz be running stuff with dak if rico's not yeah i don't, I don't know what they're gonna do with that i lean toward thinking rico's gonna play i do too. or be active at least i can't i mean i don't know how much he's gonna play but maybe they both are well I mean, but i would after mike see. white i would throw chris covington in i uh -huh. think he probably sits and then um who am i forgetting well you don't really have a, a secondary guy you can no, no. could there be one of the defensive linemen that possibly um defensive tackle maybe how many they got right now? Eight or nine? Eight. 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 Yeah, if you got eight, they're, they're all got to play, right? I mean, the one guy that that could sit out would be Armstrong. If you had to, you could go with seven. But I know typically first game of the year. Yeah, I think they're – and it's going to be warm. warm. I, I you want to go they're with they're eight, probably typically. go eight. You like um, that rotation of eight. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you sit anybody there. I'm trying to think of what position they can go – like oh, they can actually well, do without a guy. You can sit, um, you can sit Adam Redmond. Your backup center because Zach Martin True. can play center. You have Kadeem who can back up at guard if you need to. So you got seven so you, what, linemen. You got seven linemen. Yeah, 
I mean, that's normal. That's yeah. in the NFL, seven linemen dressed for a game. So that gives you six guys. You still need one. And that's and I think I, if I had to guess, you sit a tight end. I don't know who. Yeah. I would I would say Schultz because I think they're, they're going to want to see Rico, but that's just a guess. If I got to choose, I think I can get more out of and Rico than I can get out of Schultz. If you were absolutely bound and determined to play all four tight ends, you could maybe sit Deontay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Of all the receivers, I think he's the one that, I mean, Jordan Lewis can return kicks, and Deontay is probably the least versatile of all of them because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just straight speed. Do every one of those other guys other than Terrence, can they also play a slot? Terrence can play in the slot. Has I mean, he, though? Have they done it with him much? He doesn't do it a lot, but he, yeah, I th- that's what I'm saying yeah. is you've gotten a look at pretty much all those receivers inside and out. Yeah, they've played everywhere. It seems like most of those others I've seen this camp I've seen in – Inside and out. Deontay is the one the I would one that say. he yeah. typically stays on the outside because that's I mean that's what he's here for is right. to take the top off the defense. So. so so you've got two backup corners and in uh Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. Yeah. Two backup safeties in Ibrahim Ibrahim, Ibrahim Campbell, Campbell and um and uh, Tyree, Tyree Robinson. Robinson. So you really can't do anything with secondary. Secondary's got to be. You already moved Covington. That's six. Now you're down to six linebackers with Marshall Lillard. You need them for special teams. You need all of them. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think you have a ton of options other than. You have to take another tight end. A tight end or or the sixth. Well, who helps you more the most on special teams? Rico or Schultz? I don't think either one. I mean, I guess well, I think I that's what Nick was Schultz, saying. When I talked when I talked to him a few days ago, I mean, he said that basically one of his biggest roles would be helping out on special teams they were both working on punt team today i mean like they can both do it they're just i don't trust either one of them that much but you saw them on punt team they were both working on special teams yeah with the jerseys on with one one on and one off yeah well what i saw was i mean and that's what you look for is who's doing the actual scout team and who's actually doing the real punt team and right. from what i saw i couldn't see either one of them doing the, the stuff maybe i missed a little bit of the first part of it though i, I just get the feel from what i saw today that they're leaning towards schultz but if you listen to some of the stuff jerry said and he's just kind of hinted about it and it sounds like it could be more rico but let's assume for a second they carry four who can be that last guy you just said Deontay Thompson. Or, Is that it? Or, or one receiver, or some receiver. Five. Maybe Deontay's the only one other than Terrence. Yeah, I was going to say, unless you want Terrence to be inactive, which wouldn't shock me. Again, I, I said I don't think I don't think it, I don't think it was a coincidence that we didn't see him running with the first team a lot. I, yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence. That, that's he's the guy that probably gives you the least amount of everything. Versatility for sure. Yeah. But he's got the most experience. Yeah, he does. Cole. I'd be fairly he's surprised dope. if the only guy who's been here for any length of time is <laughs> sitting Cole. Cole's yeah. Plus, he, he had a, real, okay. a pretty good training camp. Oh. Limited for how well, they used yeah, okay, him. I mean, okay, yes. For the, for Obviously, he was injured and stuff. But when he did come back and, and the times that he was out there, he oh, he made it, you know, he took advantage of that time. And but, but that's I guess that's the part that's still was just kind of baffling to me that I agree with you. I think when he was out there, I saw him make a couple catches, but the the issue was he ne- it never was enough for him to consistently be working with the first team. Even even after he got back and was healthy and he just it, it seemed like they were using him a lot more with the second team than the first team. I feel like we have differing opinions on this. Like okay. no I just nobody in this receiver core is like a staple with the first team except for maybe Cole Beasley when he's healthy. Yeah. Like 
Alan Hearns spent a lot of time with the second team. Michael Gallup was all over. Michael Gallup was going with the threes, twos, and ones. Did you remember seeing Williams a lot with the first team, though? I, I guess that's the I, point. I didn't see him a lot with the first team. I know everybody was kind of working with a different I don't groups, remember but. seeing him exclusively with the second team to the point where it made an impression on me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I literally, I don't think they know what to expect from this receiver core. I mean, yeah. Dak, like we talked to Dak about it yesterday, and he basically was like, well, we'll see. Like, Whoever's in there at the yeah, moment. Uh huh. Like, that works. It's, I mean, yeah. That's the fun of it. I don't, we're going we're gonna to get some answers finally on Sunday. Hopefully, they're good answers. Yeah. Let's take it. Let's, could be Dorrance Armstrong if you think about Tyrone Crawford being a tackle and an end. You could. You could, but go you still that only have now seven guys, and I, I think know. In, a, in a warm climate and the way they like to use their defensive lion i th- i think they want to be able to rotate those guys around that's just and one less guy to be able to rotate play. okay i want armstrong in there <laughs> he's been matters. doing good and that i want him in matters. there well then never mind <laughs> it won't don't be him. put him no yeah let him play <laughs> okay and kick butt okay let's take our first break when we come back we're gonna get into who will make the most impact on this game it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. (laughs) So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. All right, we're back. We try to figure out the inactives, but I guess we'll just have to wait have to and wait. see until the game. <laughs> we figured it out. We took the whole segment the to do it, part. and we have yeah, nothing yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, a little bit. That's but not we'll true. We, we, we're we going to, like, somebody we mentioned is going to be inactive. Like, we got it. Oh, yeah, we, we'll get one for sure. But I also wouldn't be shocked if it's somebody else we didn't mention. They've surprised me before with inactive, yeah, so no. we'll see. Okay. Especially this first game, second game, when you're trying, they're trying to figure out, you know, what they're doing. So, so it is expected to rain. And we saw how the rain affected last night's game, which was a nightmare. Hopefully that doesn't happen this weekend for our game. But 
As far as the rain goes, I know we discussed yesterday how maybe this was the one game where it would be best for Dak Prescott to throw passes down the field and, and kind of take advantage over the passing game rather than the running game a little bit because of the defense in uh, over there. So how much will this change this whole passing game when it comes down to rain? And 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 that kind of commented, uh, talked about it yesterday a little bit, and He's, that he has played in rain before. Yeah, but, they played in a freaking monsoon in D.C. last year. That was gross. Which um, I I don't know. I mean, you know, Jason Garrett loves to say focus on yourself and don't let the outside elements dictate what you do. They were, which that's not a hundred percent true because they were soaking the balls in water today at practice just to get a feel for what working with a wet football is like, but. It's a, it's a 50% chance. Like, I'm not I'm not going to change up my stuff just because it might rain. I mean, if it does start, that's – and that's what they did in Washington last year. Like, it just was relentless all through the second half, and they changed what they were doing. They stopped asking Dak to be throwing these long balls down the field. And I think, I think Zeke set a career high for carries in that game because they were just trying to get through it, which if that's the case, then you've got a great running game you can lean on. But I'm not – changing my game plan on Friday because I'm worried about what might happen on Sunday. And it's also a rare occurrence when you get to a game and it's just a consistent, hard downpour the entire game, right? It's, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's 50% chance, you might get some rain at some point during the game. It might let up. It might be heavy. The one thing I've noticed about NFL football, these guys are so skilled. A little bit of rain, I don't think, affects the passing game, to be honest with you, a whole lot. I think when you start having those downpours, yeah, that could be very difficult to be able to work in, but it's rare that you have a game where you have a consistent hard downpour the entire game. So I, I think it'll be fine. I agree with Dave. You go in, you just do what you're going to do, and if you have to adjust in game, you adjust in game, but I think for the most part, you just go in with your plan. I think the, the biggest... Keyword, adjust. Adjust, right. I think the biggest issue is going to be the kicking game and just... and punning and the kicking and with um you know the your new place kicker and and i think was that the first game that the new kicker uh mike nugent was yeah he was kicking in that game too and i think he he made most of them he might have missed one i think he went either went three out of four or four out of five like that he He had a lot of field goals that day first start there but that probably goes down to red zone and not being able to really throw the ball in there and and so it's going to come down to that with, with kicking so good luck i mean you already got pressure that you have to make every <laughs> kick for the next two years uh but now you got your first game's this gonna be not, in the rain he'll be fine not, this is not setting up to be <laughs> favorable for this young man just the whole I'd way say, everything went down it just I, it worries me i, I don't buy okay. it you know i don't because he's well he's not fortunate in this regard but in a weird way he's fortunate in the sense that guess what if dan bailey sucked like he would get cut too like if he if he struggled and missed kicks early on like your your margin for error is so slim when you're a kicker in the nfl like this is a pressure packed job like if he's missing kicks and he didn't replace dan bailey he's gonna get cut the uh, the bucks cut roberto aguayo who they traded up for to get in the second round after like but he's but what i'm but point being like they sunk a lot of resources into him and he wasn't doing the job and they're like you're out yeah. sorry he's horrible though he he was like really really bad if, nothing if, like what Dan being, Bailey had you, in camp you do not have job security as an nfl kicker even if you're True. like one of the best ever if justin True. if justin tucker has only hit four out of ten in october 
he might get a leash because how good he's been, but like it ain't gonna be that long. Think about Blair Walsh out in Minnesota a few exactly. years ago. Like he was a really, really one of the best in the league, and then he had a year where he fell apart. And, and guess what? The next year he was gone. That's what we always say. Like, I mean, I know we were all shocked by Dan getting cut, but I we've had conversations before about Typically, when kickers lose it, they lose it, yeah. and you can go from being a pro bowler to unemployed in not and, a long amount of time. And the fact that the and the reason why they did it, I mean, I kind of been still been asking about it, is that they they feel like their kicker will struggle and they're going to have a short leash. So might as well just cut Dan now instead of let him go in week one. He's on the team. That three million dollars is guaranteed. He struggles in week two or three, and he's cut. I mean, they could cut. This guy could miss two kicks on Sunday, get cut. They sign Dan Bailey, so it, and and then they save themselves two and a half. So you're saying it still comes back to the fact that they didn't think they were getting a better kicker in Dan Bailey than what they're getting in. Not really, and that they feel like if they if he's going to struggle, then and and you cut him, you're on the hook for three million. Right. So. I know that we talk about that with other players. I don't remember it being mentioned a lot with Dan. It makes a little bit more sense there. Um, my only re- rebuttal to that is give him more opportunities in the preseason to yeah. help your own confidence and his confidence a little bit. Then you could have figured that out a little bit more because right now they're just thinking he's going to struggle. Yeah. yeah, but there that that thinking though is based upon things they've probably seen. It's based language. upon what, yeah, body language. It may be based upon that those couple days there in practice where he just kind of fell off the wagon for a couple days, and then he got back on. But that probably went a long way with them too, saying, "Hey, he might be great for the first three weeks, and then he hits one of these skids again, and then and we got two games where he's not playing." And well. you and you could say that's only a couple days of practice, and he was good. But it sounds like, and I don't know, we weren't really paying that much attention. It sounds like. Uh, Maher did not even have those days. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was pretty. He I was didn't pretty solid. Well, yeah, we didn't chart Maher the way we charted Dan, but I didn't think it was a conflict. We will next <laughs> year, but <laughs> man, next year we're not gonna be fooled by he that. He did not. He did not miss often, if at all. Definitely. Right. I mean, I know that, and that's again for the millionth time. Like everybody that covers this team was very impressed by what Brett Maher did. We just didn't think it would lead to him getting a job. I thought it would lead to him getting a job, just not just here. Just not here, yeah. yeah I thought I he was definitely going to be on a team that's not come I mean, this yeah. week, but obviously he's on the Cowboys. I just, All right. Oh, sorry. Just the nature of the position, like you're, you're loved or hated no matter who yeah. you are. It doesn't matter who that he's following Dan Bailey. Well, I wanted to move on to – I wanted to get y'all's gut feeling later – <laughs> y'all y'all's got feeling later but for right now who will make the most impact the biggest impact in this specific game this weekend as far as the cowboys does it matter offense defense defense or? offense whatever you want i mean can we take the obvious off the table i mean i think i mean zeke's gonna make a big <laughs> impact yeah if you want to say zeke it, that's fine yeah, no you can't i'll go with Tavon austin i i that, that yeah. i said that earlier on and we did another um round table i guess and I think I think Tavon Austin is going to be this really important what they do with him not only for this game but to set the tone for the, for future games for the rest of this season. Um, you know if they're going to use him in a dynamic way, he's got to do something with the ball the first time he gets one of those jet sweeps and reverses. And you know if he can get 10, 15 yards and just show that that's a that's a, a play that teams have to watch out for, it's only going to help Zeke when they fake it. I think they're going to fake the ball to Tavon more than they give it to him. Um, but but still, you've got to be able to do something with him. He's this player I've been asking for for years. Let's do something with him. Let's see what happens. So I'll be looking at Tavon. I will say Jalen Smith because I think this is going to be a week where we're going to really test out 
what mm-hmm. we think we've seen so far. He's got a running back. I mean, he's got a quarterback that's a mobile run- quarterback. He's got a running back that likes to run passes out of the backfield. He's got a tight end that's really good that he's going to probably have to carry sometimes. All three of those things mixed together means this linebacker is going to have to be really good if the Cowboys are going to have success. We're going to find out right now whether Jalen Smith can really play or not. And, and how good the he's time, gonna be. how long he's out how there How long for. can he be out there, right? Yeah. And so he's going he's gonna to get tested this week in a lot of different ways. So that's the guy I think if the Cowboys have success, it will be because Jalen has a really good game. I hate myself for saying this because it's the opposite of what I like to do, but I'm pushing all my chips in on the table. Randy Gregory. Wow. Okay. Because how many how many snaps you think he's gonna have? Enough. That's how many I think <laughs> he's gonna have. Enough. Uh, this is a banged up Carolina line. Yeah. Khalil's out. You got Taylor Moten playing left tackle. Demarcus Lawrence has earned the respect of being the guy that you scheme for. They're gonna chip him. They're gonna put people on his side. That's awesome because Randy Gregory should have a favorable one-on-one type of situation where he can drastically impact this game. And again, I mean, it's preseason, it's training camp. I get it, but the guy looked impressive and I'm going to choose to believe that he can carry that into a game. And I'm, I'm excited to see if he can, because if he plays the way he did for the last month, the Panthers are going to have nightmares about him for weeks. Did you hear what uh, Demarcus uh, Lawrence said when they asked him about the injury issues that Panthers have? And he just said, not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> he actually said, he said, we're not going to cry for him. We'll pray for him, but we're not going to cry for him. I love him. I love that. I love that. So we're not going to pray for him. I mean, we'll pray for him, but we're not going to cry for him. He has. Oh, and, 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 you know, what What I like about what, what we're seeing, and he talked a little bit also about his contract and how what Le'Veon Bell is doing and as a franchise. He said that there's different ways to go about it. Um, it didn't sound like, you know, he thinks it'll ever get to that part with them, but but in the meantime, he's showing some leadership skills that I think the Cowboys team, you know, team and organization needs to kind of, you know, keep an eye on. I mean, you know, he, he wants to kind of get these guys united and the, the 90s, the hot boys, you know, he's calling them. But I think I think we're, we're really seeing that he's not worried about, well, I'm on a one year deal. I'm out the door. I'm playing for me. I mean, he is yeah. uh, like all of them. But I think he's playing from a team aspect, too. And I. I think if he has a good year, I think the Cowboys would be foolish to to try to get in any kind of you know issue with him. He he said he signed the deal early. I'll sign it. I'll play for seventeen million. I ain't worried about it. I like his approach to this whole thing. Yeah, it's and we talked about that the other day. Like I tend to side with players in those situations. Like I understand, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of guarantees in this job. I I would not have blamed Demarcus if he had made an issue of it the way Des did, and I didn't blame Des for doing that, but. It it was just kind of refreshing, the way he approached it, and this the way there was no drama about it. He was like, All right, "I'll sign it, I'll, sign I'll play, it. I'll get my money later." It was well, a unique, now, it was now a unique later, thing. But. I mean, it was you know he he got hurt a little bit. He's done it some. He's been suspended at some. Then he has a, a blow up year. I mean, like it's hard for the Cowboys just to say, "Hey, we're going to put all our money in on yeah. it, do it a little bit again." Assuming assuming he's remotely productive this year, and I don't even mean matching or bettering what he did last year, but I I would be kind of surprised if they don't try to get something done with him. I bet That's he's between, better with less sacks. And, you know, I just think yeah. he could be better because then Gregory on the other side, th- these two guys are playing together. I mean, and and another thing to watch out for is just I want to see what happens at the tackle spot because naturally. It'll force Cam into the pocket. These guys have got to hold their own. It's a big day, a big moment for Antoine Woods and Ross and Crawford if he's in there. Malik Collins has been banged up. I mean, this all eyes on the tackle position. 
Yeah, I'm interested to see how much they use Malik because I really think if they Rod let him play, said Rod said 15 to 20 snaps. That's not a whole lot. Well, I mean, he just got back. I know. No, I wasn't saying it's wrong. I'm saying that's just not a lot. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how much of an impact yeah. he has at defensive tackle for 15, 20 snaps. Right. Maybe he does. Craw- I don't know. Crawford has got to play tackle then, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. is a tackle. Just changes yes. his position. He's playing tackle. He's. That's why when you said maybe you could go without a defensive end i was thinking there's really no way to do that because i don't think they're going to be having him back and forth i think he's a tackle yeah especially if if, if collins only getting 15 yeah i think the only way he plays defensive end at this point is either in special packages or if it gets to a situation where they lose attack uh, an end and they need him back at end and they can bring somebody up at tackle Who, who'd you go with who's your guy jalen jalen tavon randy randy and All- i'll tell you mine when we come back after the break <laughs> Nice tease. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. All right, we are back. We went over the guys who all of us think will have the biggest impact in this weekend's game. I was going to go with Connor Williams, which I'm hoping he doesn't have like a fallback, you know, and does want to welcome to the NFL moments type of thing. But I'm hoping he, he will be able to handle his job and not give any problems to Dak Prescott and let him especially if it, if it does rain and all that I think that that is a time or a weather condition where the quarterback should have a little bit 